I see rainbows over Russia. It's your girl, Nunu Paris. Oh my God, are we rolling? My name is Rafi. And this is Wait, Wait don't, do don't Do It with the Dame of DC and her favorite, favorite, favorite Minion. <laughs> um, actually, I feel like at this point, I'm your drag producer, I'm your drag husband, because <laughs> apparently I'm going to be stoning your stuff tomorrow to get ready for your performance. That's right, people. That's right. Just as a quick reminder, quick shameless plug, if we want to see the Dame and Rafi by extension. Wait, don't do it. <laughs> Please come out I to guess. DC 9. I, you know, the, the second part of Wait, don't do it. <laughs> Please come out to DC 9 on March 6th, Sunday at 730. And a $5 donation is appreciated. So many amazing performers, um, legends, literally. So I'm super excited. Yeah, the lineup is quite uh, amazing. I'm very excited to see all these queens perform and kings. We have drag kings in the performance as well. So definitely, definitely, I will see y'all in the crowd. But Nunu, what are we talking about today? Because I feel like we're entering uh, Earth's flop era. I think 100% (laughs) we're in Earth's flop era. Well... Well, well, um, I'm, I'm thinking that I don't know, maybe it's because it's Pisces season, maybe it's because you know the weather's changing, things feel like they're shifting, right? Everyone probably feels like they're in transition. I mean, mandates are going back away, kind of. Hopefully, things should be returning to normal. People are back in person working all the time. I mean, it's it's changing, and of course, we got some, um, some bombing, some warring, some. Anti-NATOing. Uh, Putin, Putin is feeling herself. Putin, is, Putin, is Putin a Pisces? Because it's definitely her era. Right oh my gosh. Actually, talk a little bit. I'm going to look at her sign right she now. She woke up and chose violence and uh, about a week ago, tomorrow. Oh my gosh. She's an air sign. Guess which one? Gemini. Oh no. We would never start a war. It's a lot of work. Um, definitely either a Gemini or an Aquarius. It's a Libra. Can you imagine? How is it? How, Libras are totally like not that though. Like not warlike. That's crazy. I'm surprised there's not a Gemini. Well, you saw Fifio uh, here. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, about a week ago now, um, I mean, Russia just decided to start invading uh, the Ukraine, and it's interesting as an adult watching all these things happen. Because at this point, how much like moments in your life in, in the past month have we had? Right, like when we are like now 80 or like. 100 years old how many times are we gonna be like yeah i lived through that like we fucking we're we're going through this war uh we're going through a pandemic we're going through uh literal watching the end of capitalism as as we speak as as we watch like houses in girl i saw a house for in charlotte north carolina for 500 that's where they start townhouses start at 400 now yeah girl five hundred and seventy six thousand dollars for somewhere in charlotte and i want you to know that's not worth it and it wasn't even a nice place it was like a a, a, a little ranch house and so to me where what do we have to look forward to what do we have to kind of get excited for it doesn't even make sense why sometimes for me at least for people like why are people like so stressed about the future like girl right now i just want to see two weeks in my future without worrying about stressful without money problems without um 
bullshit happening. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, stop being a broke bitch. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. We all broke. Oh, my God. Calm down. Weird. I, I don't even I couldn't uh, imagine supporting um China honestly. <laughs> First of all, I'm surprised you're so like not showing your true colors because today on the phone you were definitely Russia on the phone today. Russia? You were, you were a menace on the phone today. <laughs> I was not a menace. Oh my god. I was sweet. I was sweet and sour. <laughs> um yeah, it actually is weird because you know, as an educator, of course, I have students coming up to me. They're like, I'm just so worried about college because Russia and Ukraine and, um, you know, being, of course, in this area, the greater Washington, D.C. metro area, they're a bit more concerned because they feel like something's going to happen to D.C. And you want to you know, I'm not going to lie, it's very true, T. I took um, two heavy doses of melatonin the other night. And I, I thought you put a rubber band around your arm and really went to town. No, no, illegal. I think <laughs> do really strong doses of melatonin. And at one point, I was awoken. You know, when you're taking the melatonin, it's really That's drowsy. Like the opposite of euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> nausea. No, oh no, my no, god. And so if you, if you, you know, if you live in downtown Silver Spring, you know, the Metro trains, right. I live next to all that. And I was hearing the trains. Right. And I kind of woke up and I was like, I think Bobby DC. <laughs> Bobby DC. Cause I was like, woken up mid dream. It's like fever state. And you know what I did? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll hear it. And I hear it. But it hits, it hits. And I just sat there. I was like, what am I going to do? <laughs> accept that whatever happens in this world i'm gonna have to lose you as a sis i'm gonna have to lose you as a friend and i have to survive by myself because you will just throw yourself and die and not even call me and see how, oh that bitch died too then it's like well, it's over <laughs> i need um, no, I feel like, it's, especially since you work with young kids, I think when I, when we were young, when we were, when we were young, uh, <laughs> when we were young and we were like in high school, when you, we, we saw the Afghanistan. We, we were not young in high school. Um, what are you talking about? You were, uh, no, you need to bring it to the beginning, 9-11, when we saw towers no, I mean, falling I, I mean, in I school war. I wasn't, about, I wasn't thinking about draft then. I was talking about when we were in like the height of like the Afghani war and like all this other stuff was going on in 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 our world. I remember feeling like, oh my god, I hope this war doesn't continue because I don't want to go into the draft. And like, I feel like as being a young spick and span um, Gen Zer right now, who does have, first of all, I don't think Gen Z even fucking cares about this country. And I don't, and no shade, I, we don't care. We didn't care about this country that much either. But like, do I think? Oh, I was never going to draft. I had planned. Yeah, like Gen, Gen Z is not about to go to war. I feel like Gen Z is really not going to be that that girl to really like want to go to the military want to fight and want to do all that shit so to me being a young gen Zer in this modern age where i'm already hating life i'm in a pandemic and now i can't like i'm probably not gonna go to college in the same way that everyone else went to college now i have to look forward to possibly going to war if i'm drafted by by like three major powers in this country like it's very crazy you know have you heard of any sentiment from that aspect Absolutely. And I, I, I think, you know, honey, I gave the SAT today. So, you know, I'm definitely in the, <laughs> like, in the trenches yeah, like, here. 
how do you even take that seriously? How do you take an SAT seriously right now? When, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel so bad. It's the hope. Baby girl, I just hope. Um, you know, hope. When, or was it, what was hope or change? What was Obama's <laughs> thing? Something. Yeah, but it's still the sense of hope. I mean, they still believe things are going to happen. I mean, it is what it is. I'm also very anti everything, too. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's a test, whatever. Who cares? Because, you know, when you're older, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. The, first of all, as someone who never took the SAT, I want to tell every child. Oh, my God. I probably say that every time you say that. I, probably, I think I, I think I knew that, but I just be so shocked every time. You are such an educational class. Oh my god! Uh, you know, yeah, say, I mean, that's okay. Obviously, you're doing. <laughs> Not the counselor coming out. No, it's okay. Uh, no, no, no. We'll work on that. Hiding. She literally started hiding the folders, <laughs> like uh, hiding my files. <laughs> you obviously made a a great success of yourself uh, without that test. It's not necessary for sure. Um, no, I went to community college, and obviously for community college, that any person who goes to community college first and then transfers to a university, I promise you, you don't have to take the SAT, and that's what I believe people should do especially nowadays like that's how you i hope people are finding hope like finding a plan to really set yourself up for success like if you know you're gonna be in a pandemic should you be going off to a college well now it's opening back up that was you know for the last two years but now you know things are opening back up in our home state of north carolina in the major city capital and the adjacent durham they have lifted the city mass mandates you know and around here uh, other counties, mass mandates are, are kind of, you know, being lifted in a sense. So, I mean, why not go to college right now? Why not uh, go back to it? I thought about that while these kids were testing because I was in a room for four hours doing nothing. So I had a lot of thoughts today. Um, and one of the thoughts was like, oh, my God, do we go back to what it was? Like, start planning out weddings again. Do we start, you know, I mean, we're, we're going to concerts more and more now. We have so many concert tickets up. That's delusional because let's be clear here. We are still in the depths of this thing. And they said that it's not going to go away, go away. We still have a winter coming up, like another winter coming up. So yeah, it's going to get better summer, just like it did last year. And then we're going to get another winter where everyone's getting sick again. And then to me, this is a new normal. So how do we cope with a new normal? I, to hell if I know, honey. But to, to, to pretend like things are going to go back to normal when we probably will have things shutting down again in the winter. And we really still don't have a real grasp on this thing. And we still probably have two more years to cope with like things not being fully functional and like food shortages and all these things. Like, remember, we never experienced a food shortage growing up. Like grocery stores not having bread. The only time you lost bread was when there was a snowstorm now they're really sometimes are like i've like whole foods just got restocked like fully like two days two weeks ago yeah there was a time when you know a few weeks ago when we couldn't find milk in the area i'm in specifically i had to go to another area of the state 40 minutes away to find like milk because you know there was like a shortage and it was out and it was just so crazy and like these are things that you know they're talking about water shortages i'm sorry y'all if we're talking about the end of the world today um, but uh, we're telling you basically to not be happy. <laughs> to not no, happy. I'm super happy. You know, I play games like Horizon Forbidden West on the PS5, of course, which is, you know, based in this idea of what we're talking about now, right? The world has ended, the world's ending again. What are we going to do? You know, that kind of panic and this interesting playing through a game where you're kind of 
doing what you're doing now surviving where you would actually never actually do anything of the things that this girl's doing nowhere near that nowhere near that um <laughs> again just kill me <laughs> i'm not that girl um i don't want to survive I, I definitely would love to survive. I definitely don't see myself just accepting the comment. Unless it's like I'm seeing it and it's, there's no hope. But, you know, if, if I if I can start digging my way into things, I'm going to start digging my way into things. You know, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's, it's very interesting entering this new era of the pandemic where are we leaving a pandemic and entering a war, a state of war in the world? Um. And I feel like this is all going to be like some, I'm hoping my case scenario, this is not from, I'm not any sort of historian, but what I think is going to happen is they're going to cut Russia dry, honey, dry, dry, dry. And they're going to have to end up flop. They're going to flop. They're not going to conquer anything. They're not going to take over anything. And this was a huge waste of time and rocking the boat for no fucking reason. Um, Um, Yeah, it's given definitely Hitler, but... (laughs) I mean, do I think that um, Russia is going to, because again, we're obviously now a target because he says that we're going to see unforeseeable unforese- um, consequences if we interfered, which by the way, we did interfere. Um, but like, are we prepared to go into a massive down, like down that road? I don't think so. I don't think that's. A yeah. Road. War is super lame. No one wants war anymore. I think it's definitely something that I think will be without. I think if this would have happened maybe 20 years ago, I think it would have been a different situation. No, yeah, I'm just saying war as a concept is just very passe now. Like, it's just, like you said, Gen Z doesn't care. Millennials, we're done with war. I mean, who wants war? And, but uh, to that point, I also believe like now that war is too dangerous because now it could really be a nuclear war. And who the fuck wants that? Like, I mean, it was a nuclear war in, <laughs> back in uh, 1945, too, but... Oh, yeah, 100%. But that's what I'm saying. We saw the consequences. We saw the dev- devastation. And now we're not the only ones that have those bombs. So that's what I'm saying. Like, no one wants that. No one's trying to fight like that. Um, so I truly believe that hopefully this is just a blip in, like, a weird last desperate attempt for this this weird little man um, but I'm hoping that it's nothing that nothing because I don't see it sticking with the times. Like, I think this is way beyond like times. What we should be working on is kind of blurring those lines of countries and like blurring these lines of of what. No more borders, y'all. No border. Like literally, we need to really start like blending the two. And not do you really them. believe that? what that that's what we should be working towards you know i've always grown up you know very kind of liberal in that sense right um even though i have family members of course in the army and military i'm, I'm kind of very always anti-gun and anti-war anti-military anti-borders i mean i wish i would hope that at this point humans could just learn to coexist but is that naive is it naive to think that we should just be able to go where we want do what we want not have any persecution just everyone go everywhere see everything it's naive because we have no sense of actual control of anything we actually at the end of the day don't matter and unfortunately like even though none of us matter at the end of the day like none of us matter and and a billion years no one none of these people are going to matter um and if the billionaires of the world are creating a spaceship that's going to take them out in the world yeah cool 
if y'all fucking colonize the the uh, different planets, guess what? You're not prepared for that. That's, there's no actual preparation for that. So y'all probably which was the plot of Horizon Forbidden West on the PSI. <laughs> was it? Yeah. And so, like, it's not going to be easy. Y'all are acting like that's going to be an easy age. No, bitch. It's not going to get easier. And billionaires are not going to know what the fuck to do about any of that. So do I believe that many of us matter? No. But unfortunately, right now, the people that do matter are greedy. And if they wanted to fix issues in this world, they could. If they wanted to fix uh, uh, what the damage has of capitalism has done on these smaller countries that, like Ukraine, that left these countries vulnerable and need the help of people uh, of countries like America and all these other big countries, then that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that that's the issue is that there's too much need in the, in the world. And I think there's too much resource resources that have not been e- equally sub like. Is uh, Jeff Bezos responsible for this? I think that every possible person that has money slash power slash is in the hullabaloo of it all is responsible for this 100 percent, 100 and I'll, I'll i'll say it to their face C- come here putin i'll and betty bezos everyone has a everyone has a responsibility if you have the money to do so um and it's just that simple it's just that simple we don't have the money we don't have the resources i'm tired of that we don't have anything don't ask me to round up my fucking 399. No, they still do that. And I'm just like, I am not solving hunger. Someone else needs to do that. Someone's got to do. Someone's got to do that for us. Um, you know, and like I said, people here in D.C., we got, we got, D.C.'s a rich fucking uh, little city, y'all. Don't get it twisted. The money here is extensive. Old money. And old the people that have the most money are the ones that are least likely to donate or to help somebody. Um, and I will say, like I said, there are some neighborly neighbors here in, in Logan Circle who have been quote-unquote neighborly. Um, but put your money where your mouth is. Don't give me a don't give me a Whole Foods bag when I need a Whole Foods bag. You know what I'm saying? Give me give me give me give 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 some resources. Restorative justice here. That's what we need, people. Um, I, I would tend to agree. It's Sometimes the feeling can be overwhelming, this idea of helplessness, powerlessness, when we think of it in this grand scheme, like, what am I going to do? What's my future look like amidst all this? And I don't know, does it feel different than when our parents and grandparents and other family members felt this? I mean, this isn't the first threat of war in the humankind. It's just the first time we've done it and we've been alive. And, you know, when your kids are like, Oh, war, but when you're adult, you're like, oh, bitch. <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah. Is it is it scary or different, or is it just we're experiencing it for the first time? Well, I always said that if I were to have to go to war, like if they expect me to combat, take me to jail. Five years, I can do that. I don't give a fuck. I already said that. I already damn said that. I'm not. It depends what kind of war. Like, do you want me to be like in the shippy, you know, at the computer pressing buttons, being like, yeah, they're over there? <laughs> Yeah, okay, like that. Yeah, like I, I, that. I mean, I'm not doing draft anything physical. That. Draft me for like making the planes. I guess if we have to do that, if, if we end up having to making that, the plane, I can make the planes. I can be that, and then pay me a little coin for that. But <laughs> do not ever think that I, if I am told you have to be in combat, bitch, I'm gonna have to take the L and go to jail for five years. I'll do it. I have a, I have a diagnosis um, for anxiety, so I'm like, yeah, I can't. I'm like really anxious, guys. 
Um, I got two. No, and you also have two flat feet. So, who? You. You have flat feet. Um, stop looking at my feet, and they're not flat. First of all, you have darling feet. You have darling feet and hands. I've told you this over and over. No, I have great arch support. My my life is great. I, I've I've enjoyed dancing, performing, which again you can see me on March sixth at DC nine, um, t- doing a twirl. So <laughs> you can see these flat feet performing. <laughs> you can see me gliding, honey, in the gown. Um, <laughs> um, you sure you don't have flat feet? I'm, I'm very sure. My podiatrist has told me. Um, <laughs> the fact that it was, you have a podiatrist is telling. <laughs> exactly. You you don't. Do you not live the life of a doll? He <laughs> <laughs> does. Are you on the moans? Oh my god. Um, come into the joke. <laughs> so another, I don't want to move from this topic, but it, it does involve America in a sense. Another thing I'm noticing is after <laughs> after watching Celebrity Big Brother, I know I'm like two weeks behind, but after finishing Celebrity Big Brother, I was just so shocked that America was so uh, turned off by shit talking. Because you know why we're America. And I think Americans are based in shit talking, right? Um, I mean, 100%, I think it's hypocritical for people to sit there and say that, okay, okay. I, I as someone who watches this season of Big Brother, for anyone who's not talking about Big Brother, let's keep it in general. Like, shit talking is shit talking. We all know a shit talker. We all shit talk. Uh, so, Todrick Hall, uh, who is a gay, uh, black, a, Queer, I would say now, uh, drag performer. No, he said gay on the show, so he called him gay. Okay, He's gay. Uh, gay, uh, black, queer person from Texas. <laughs> um, they. The <laughs> he would just die if he heard his second bio. Todrick is a gay person from Texas. <laughs> is he not? Uh, yeah, so a, a YouTube personality, TV personality, singer, songwriter, dancer, tourist. Uh, Todrick Hall was one of the many celebrities featured on Celebrity Big Brother this year. And um, he did not win any votes only because he played a good game. Um, and was so shit talking. The, the issue is, and the issue remains for me as far as I think what happened there is... Sh- uh, well, explain what what he said. You gotta. I I didn't. No, I mean I'm th- I'm talking in general because even on that, I remember that one TikTok video a few months ago where it's just like I want to talk shit, and they just started dragging him like, how can you talk shit? You're ugly. And I'm like, we all talk shit. Like, why are we shaming something that we literally all engage in? Um, the issue again. The issue. I don't believe. So I do think that people get mad at the television when they see someone talking shit. But what I think America does not like is people that are phony and fake. If you are a villain, America does not hate that. America does not hate that. And villains talk shit. I don't think what people like um, is when people start going after people's looks or body or which is certain things that he has did he did in that show along with him also saying things like uh, about his uh, uh other black uh competitors 
he called he, he said that one was farting their way into the competition one was losing their way into the competition and the other one was sleeping their way into the competition and so I'm basically saying that he was the hardest working black person so he should have stayed and I mean those, <laughs> and those things are not representative of what he tries to brand himself as he tries to be like this I'm the I, I'm the queer black person who's been through all the only life. honey and I've been I've been alone yeah I've been alone I face hard times and it doesn't seem like he extends the same empathy for other people other things like him referencing the cookout in his in his like why you should pick me speech which is the cookout if y'all don't know is the first um black alliance that made it to the final i forgot like five or six um on big brother um he referenced them when while he made an alliance with a white woman who literally was like gunning and splitting up every black alliance that there was on that show um, and so it's just very that I think is what people don't like. If I think Todrick would have come in with being like, "Hey y'all, I'm gonna be the villain," because y'all know y'all are the villain, I think that would have set apart. And also, did you watch his HOH? I mean, did you watch when he won HOH yet? Yeah, of course. I finished the whole thing. What are you talking oh, about? That also, I think, got him a lot of <laughs> slack. Because it was just extra, and it was literally like, why would you make, like you like putting two people up on the block for elimination, like this? This is not what people ask for. This is not what you think it's doing, and it's just annoying. It's extra, and it's. I lived. Um. Again, I think that you. I think that you lived because you genuinely enjoyed reality TV, and I think I also like. No, I live because I think that what people don't understand is number one, we're all human. Number one, if you didn't take number two, if you didn't take it away from everything you have, and they're at this point, day twenty something, there's nothing to do. Number one, I'm gonna talk some shit. Um, I'm talking shit regularly, so if I have nothing to do, definitely talking shit. Um, yeah, I'm gonna make a pompous, you know, spectacle of it because I have nothing else to do. And I want people to be okay with others having opinions that aren't positive of them all the time. I think you can genuinely interact with people and have a great time and still spill the tea, throw shade. I don't know if it's because we're queer culture, maybe reading and shade is a little bit more innate ingrained. Um, I like I know we like to refer to it as mean girl isms, but I think that's what it is. No one likes a mean girl. And there was a lot of mean girl behavior in the way that he acted. New York was a lot of things as a villain on Flavor of Love. That's true. But she was never a mean girl, I would say. Um, there was there was never an out- Give it up, delicious. You like a man. Yeah, people <laughs> like an upfront bitch. Um, I guess in other pop culture news, a lot of people are still giving Daya, if you look at the comments, people are still giving Daya Betty a lot of slack on RuPaul's Drag Race for being this very cutthroat competitor that's like always... Which is straight to the face. People, I don't know, people don't, are never satisfied, which is kind of the point here. But on the other hand, it doesn't work for her. That's not a look that she needs to steal. Because again, people like a cutthroat competitor that's well-rounded. If you say that you're, if you spent the first, first of all, first of all, diabetes lost the villain edit when she went home first. You cannot go home first and then come back saying that you want to be in the top and that you should be in the top and they, this person. You can do whatever you want. 
I, again, you can, but except, like you say, the consequences that come with it. And again, I think those consequences are massive, massive thing. If you literally are going to go home first and then come after someone that you know is not going to talk back shit to you, I think it's like those are things that people don't respect. And I think that other people, like I said, I think that Jasmine Kennedy, though is the drama of the season has not claimed anything but being the drama of the season i think people respond better to someone like her people respond better to white people who talk shit than black people that talk shit you think that you think that also is a a a strong valid point what i will say is that again people don't appreciate the mean girl isms again there are a lot of main people in all sorts of reality tv that talk shit in the real housewives the most controversial people 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 hate kenya more but they also love kenya more so those are i think those are the difference that kenya more is not this person that is out here trying to get people fired i think that's the issue final question does rappy talk shit and will he ever stop I do not talk shit like you say I do. I I don't say you. I asked you a question. I just clear the record. Clear the record. Oh, well, I'm just letting everyone know how much you say that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, this is this is already a <laughs> trying to throw shade, put people on the bus. Damn, I'm asking questions here, and Mama's uh, just fighting. No, I'm just saying I I don't respond to mean girl behavior because I was bullied by mean people. <laughs> I know the definition of mean, and if it looks like a mean person, and if it Clocks like a mean person. Todrick shot his foot, shot himself in the foot when he turned his back on Carson Cressley. You cannot turn your back on the other gay person. Just doesn't work like that. It just doesn't work like that. Oh, you would turn your back. And that's what I'm saying. You would have to accept that you are a villain. You, you love to you love to say that. That's so weird. You are a villain. I should someone for someone who has done so many like p- positive things <laughs> it's just so weird um i don't know it's just weird True or false did you, did you refer to one of your co-workers as boot yeah, absolutely <laughs> so this person broke their ankle and you referred to them as boot. this person sprained their ankle and had that boot on for like four months it's not that serious she's milking it <laughs> <laughs> and that's just uh, a fact. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know that if you don't treat a sprain very like delicately, your tendons. I don't know much about medicine or bones because I would never sprain my ankle. But <laughs> oh god, please don't joke it. Would you? <laughs> just joking, girl. This joking universe. Woo! <laughs> just kidding. Who's that girl? Who's that girl? Uh, but to me, that's what I'm saying. Like I can. To me, like I said, I see. Did I appreciate Todrick on that show? No, I did not. I have to be honest. I did not. You are a hater. No, I have to be honest. I really was tr- at first. I was like, yes, I'm here for Todrick. I don't even like Todrick, and I still don't like Todrick. Be very clear. I do not like Todrick Hall as a person. However, I, I think he was top two. I mean, I don't know if he deserved to win. The other girl didn't win like everything, so <laughs> she also deserved to win. <laughs> Todrick had me until he literally would, turned on Carson. I was like, this is not feeling like, this is not cute. I don't, to me, what if I ever, you know what I want to talk about? What? I want to talk about why you, Miss Thing, are, are, are not letting down the wall needed 
for us to to get to the next level. Ooh, this is deep. What? Why? What more can we reveal about ourselves to engage um, empathy and vulnerability? I think about that all the time. Um, Who is Rafi? This is very personal. You did. I think I feel very ambushed. I feel like people are like gonna start popping up on this. <laughs> Zoom <laughs> um, and I feel like that's something I do get asked on often is who is Rav? And I feel like I'm very open with who I am. I feel like, I mean, I put myself out there um, pretty much uh, daily to like, and I guess I don't talk about like personal things, but to me, I've, I've talked enough about like my weight loss, my bullying, being bullied in high school, my uncle being- Yeah, that part too. It kind of reminds me of um, that Tina Turner documentary when she was like, well, I thought if I wrote this book about my abuse, I would be done with it. But then it became the most painless thing about me. So now I have to deal with this trauma all the time. (laughs) Yeah, and so I don't feel like I want to like lead the world with like, I mean, I always try to, like I said, I think that my wall is more, to me, to, to me with certain people, I think I just have a wall in general, y'all. And I think that this is more so coming from like not, also we're in a crazy time. So to me, like letting down walls is different for me than it is for Nunu. Cause I feel like- I, Whoa. Whoa. I let my wall down way more than <laughs> and, so, and that's why um, your hole is open but for me <laughs> yeah you know letting the wall down is hard um i mean i don't know how to do it though you know i feel like there's a version of me that people see and i don't obviously i never feel like that version right do we ever feel like the version of people see of us um no i actually that's a good point we need a full lexi play i'm gonna write a whole play about you about all, all the drama all the trauma, all our messy relationships well, and do it in purpose. What I loved about that episode, and I think that is something that really I appreciated was um, we don't see ourselves as a fully realized stories. We only see sometimes ourselves as like the things I just list off, like our abuse, our trauma, our past, our body image. And we sometimes forget that other people really see like our pain even when we don't think that they see our pain and all those kinds of things. And to me, like I said, I've slowly, like I said, it, it comes from, I think for me, the fact that my family I've noticed is not very open to being vulnerable with each other. Right. My family is, is not, and it's become not like frustrating, but I, I, I'm definitely not the person they go to, well, they do go to for like advice and stuff, but I I am so so removed because I am like, no one's going to therapy, no one wants to address the trauma. So like I truly don't care to give you any advice because you don't care. You don't, I mean, if you really cared, in my opinion, my family members would go to therapy, they would seek help, they would have empathy and start sharing and you know be vulnerable. Not that my family members are horrible or something like that, but you know, we all have certain things in our families that are problems, right? We have family members that are alcoholic, we have family members in an abusive relationship, we have family members who um, you know, are emotionally lashing out because they're not taking care of themselves. There's so many different levels to it. And are we really helping them? Are we just saying, well, I like I said, recently, my mom told me that she was going through some anxiety bouts and she was having very deep anxiety. And I know my mom and I know her story. 
and I know that she's been through a lot. And I went, and I haven't been through nearly as much as what I feel like my mom. And this is not the trauma Olympics, so I'm not saying comparing, but like to me, like I could not imagine what her kind of anxiety would actually feel like. And so I got really concerned. So I called and I tried to find her a Spanish speaking therapist. And I think I found one. She has to call her back. But like, these are things that like are hard to even deal with on its own, like to really sit there and like try to find your mom a, a therapist because she can't speak Spanish. And even the fact that the detail of, um, and this is goes back to like the hopelessness that sometimes I feel um, is like, I'm like, everything is a struggle sometimes. Everything is a struggle. And like, like, like the, the thought of my mom might not, this thing with the therapist might fall through because uh, my mom doesn't fully know how to call people back on her caller ID, on her missed calls, on her phone. You know what I'm saying? These things matter to me. And I really like sometimes stress about, you know, moving, like, will I have to move back to take care of my parents? Will, I, will this be? Yeah, you know, yeah. That's happening right now. You think, you think about these things and you question if you're ready for them. So like I said, I think that and you're never really going to be ready for them. You know, my grandma had a stroke right after Christmas. So, you know, the road to recovery for these last few months has been a little bit more intensive. So her children have had to take care of her, my mother and her siblings, and they have definitely gone through it because they had to, you know, in their, you know, all my family, they're all 60 plus at this point. Right. So they're all like, I have to take care of another person. Yeah. Right now, at this point in my life, you know, changing my schedule, having, you know, especially when you've been living your life for this long, you know, without having to think about it, you know, it, it, it's, it's always going to be jarring no matter what stage of life it is. You know what I mean? Because it's a change. No one wants to see their parent like that vulnerable. We, no one wants to even think of the thoughts and then to take care of them as another layer of time, effort, and then the, the emotional labor. And then also try to interact with other people going through it, but going through it differently. So it, it, so much is going on for all of us, I, I think, which I'm glad you brought up. Like, it's, it's okay to feel helpless in that sense because we kind of all are feeling it, but there's still hope on the other side. Yeah, like, I always want people to understand, like, I think that that's kind of where I try to be totally vulnerable and honest, too, is where, like, things are not, like, okay for any of us right now, I think. I think we all... I can cut like could we benefit from just like a whole year off honestly and a year to just like make mistakes do what you need to do and like live your life without sabbatical uh living your life without having that fear of judgment and I think that you know at times like right now where I'm like trying to just like get to like a happy point and like chill point you think about all the things that you're doing right and I think that's something that like I've been trying to instill more so that hope, because I am generally an optimistic perfect person. After this conversation, though, I may have sounded pessimistic over everything. Um, I still like to tend to lean more to, you know, this is still my story and this is still the world and this is still the world that I'm living and I have to accept it. So I can't, I have to start shifting my mind away from what's going wrong into what I want to do in the, with the wrong. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's something I'm taking very seriously right now. As far as also taking learning empathy, because I think empathy is so much easier said than done. I think we all have, I guess, maybe we don't. I'm naive, I guess, in that aspect. 
I feel like we, I have empathy, but I definitely don't feel like I have the same kind of empathy that I see like certain people have. Oh, like I do? Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, Um, I'm gonna (laughs) (laughs) hold off on that. Uh, But there are certain people that I really see out there that are just like, that really just have empathy. Yeah, me. (laughs) What are we we doing? Why are we bidding around the bush here? Just talk about me. Go ahead. You know you want to. I... Again, just like me, I do think you're empathetic. <laughs> I can't be empathetic. Because I am. But you're not like the definition of empathy. You know what I'm saying? That's not your brand. That's not your brand. <laughs> you just literally said that a girl should have taken her foot off her healing process because it was milk. She seemed like she was milking it. You know? I'm just saying she's doing a lot. That's a fact. But what if she needed to do a lot to finally be heard because she doesn't feel heard in her life? You know? Well, you know, at least bedazzle her, honey. <laughs> <laughs> at least be pretty while you're injured <laughs> yeah you're not putting in work you don't care <laughs> empathy y'all <laughs> oh my god what was that track on lana del rey's ultra violent y'all all know right right oh yeah uh, pretty when i cry, cry. <laughs> uh, but yeah so we all but i i really want to i guess in like, like one day experience that empathy but do i think i'll ever get to that point of empathy no um no you won't just because, like I said, I see how my family operates. And I, but and you I, can be the change. Yeah. We've made strides. We've definitely made strides. We've definitely grown. And think about all the stuff they've done now because of you. Yeah, no, I definitely think that, like, like my dad actually called me the other day because he, he realized that, like, he didn't, he said something that did not make me all too happy. And he called and he was, like, more acknowledging. Like, he did, you know how they like to guilt you? Like, you're not doing enough, like, coming home. You should be coming home instead of going to Toronto. And I was like, um, excuse me. Uh, that's not responsible for you to say. And, like, earlier telling my dad that would just be, like, hit a hurt to his ego and, like, da 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 But now he's able to, like, understand why that would affect me in that way and, like, have a conversation about it. And those are things that we just do not do in my family. We just expect each other to get over it. And so those are the small changes that I have to really hold on to and really experience that those are the things that are going to make this earth a lot better. And me feel like when hopefully the last day that my parents die, I don't feel like we ever had any unfinished business or unresolved pain. You know what I'm saying? Totally. (laughs) I know. Empathy, though. Just kidding. (laughs) I definitely always go for the joke. Um, because you know, I use Connie's and Wall, guys. It's my guard, it's my defense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just an alt queen that's really emotional. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's definitely hard, especially when you're playing a character. I think people don't realize like it's like a double whammy because like you already are a person that has to deal with people, and then when you play a character, you're doing twice the work. Um, and, 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 you know, your character is, is so fluid. You know, sometimes I really think about just doing a French accent and, <laughs> and talking to people. <laughs> and not lying, y'all. She's the worst lying. part of the I'm not lying, I'm like, c'est moi, Nunu Paris, je suis ici, in <laughs> DC. <laughs> that's what I say to myself. <laughs> yeah, that's what we say in France. <laughs> <laughs> but um and then building relationships i mean i now that i am a performer in the city i now have you know just all these relationships with all these amazing performers these new um people in my community especially at the hot house i feel like we, we emphasize on the queer community right um 
it's like you have to build more relationships. And this is a different capacity because I'm always always used to being almost always professional. So like sometimes I when I send messages back, I almost write like an email. It's so weird. I, I have to like figure out how to navigate different like this type of people and, and, and it's weird because you, you grow up and you're like is, you know you're gonna be this kind of person and then now that I'm doing this is so many different types of people and because of weight don't do it and the amazing uh, support we have in DC and connections I'm able to experience so much it's like crazy to me sometimes like I'm like wow how do I engage? And I'm like super socially awkward in my head. Do you do you feel that way? We all think that we're socially awkward. That's another thing. We all have social anxiety in that sense. I, I always thought that I was so socially awkward until I realized I wasn't socially awkward. But you're I like the least socially awkward person. Like out of like honestly, out of like everyone I know, there's like two people in my life, and you're in the top two of like least socially awkward. Oh well, thank you. Because I used to think I was always socially awkward. I don't even know how you talk to people. I'm like Rappy usually just rolls around, y'all, for real. Like talks to people, and I have to have like a full prepared monologue conversation before I can even think to even go up and talk to someone. Like I just can't. It's well, anxiety. I feel like I am and that's where I feel like I'm very much an empath. I don't trust people. That's one. So that makes me so that's why I come across awkward sometimes is because I don't trust people. So I, as, as soon as someone walks up to me, I don't care to engage because I don't know what it's leading to. I don't know if this person's gonna attack me. I don't know if this person's gonna do anything to me. Or I don't know if this person's gonna be nice or mean. And oh, perfect example. Literally the other, I think this comes from my New York uh, state of mind sometimes, is- New someone, York. Someone was like trying to get my attention and I could have sworn they were telling me to get out of the way. I was like, ooh, and you know, you know, Rafi already, already had the face, already had the face going. And he's like, oh my God, I love your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally was like, wow, thank you. Like, and I literally, and so the, I think those are like instances where like we have to really like check out and realize that the world is seeing us in such a different way. And, and there's so many different dynamics out there. But we all think that we're socially awkward, I think, right? Like, I think there, we all have socially socially awkward moments. I think dissecting what about those moments make you socially awkward. I think I it's think weird you, because I'm almost like I, I am, I am, and you know, I know at, you no, I, 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 no, I'm the most actually. I like hide. I, people don't realize that I, and I'm really good at manipulating a situation to benefit me. <laughs> So I have, I'm an actress and I'm very aware of everything. So I, I definitely hide and blend and I'm really good at blending. Um, but, you know, I can't start conversations with people. <laughs> I don't, but see, I don't either. We went to an event this weekend. and Yeah, there. you just, people you didn't know, you just kind of started talking to. And I was like, I no, don't I know these people. With them. I didn't just make myself you, I don't know what you were thinking. I watched you and you were, and I was sitting there literally the whole time, like, so he's just talking to people. I'm asking them all these questions and i'm sitting here like i don't know what i'm doing it and it, it and it's even like that in my job like there's some i think it's like anxiety so i have it my like i don't know why but my biggest fear is i think people are gonna hate me um yeah and so i like i and i like and it causes avoidance so like even as an educator when i've had great relationships i've had studying reviews like no one has ever done anything negative to me ever really honestly and i still would be like i can't talk to these random kids like if i don't know them I, i'm they're gonna hate me I, and like no matter what and drag and this stuff sometimes it's just like i have to get over that hump and be like obviously people like you but 
I, I just really will sit back and just smile until they ask me a question. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, there's, we all, I, I feel like we, that I also can relate to too, is that feeling, um, oh, they're definitely going to hate me. Like, why would they even like consider me or like think of this? And it's always shocking to like, again, as so as- I, I don't take it that way. I just want to be very clear. I, I think I'm super amazing that anyone would be lucky to get to know me. However, I think that's, I'm going to say I, something to make them hate me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do believe that I well I guess because to me I think that I'm the bee's knees I feel like I, I saw a TikTok the other day that was like you really have to believe that you're the bee's knees and then someone talks to you and they're nice to you that they automatically fucking want to fuck you because honestly my god honestly but you have to think about it that extreme. I never think about that that's the delusion you have to walk into the world with though is that like I said that quote unquote main character energy is to really because if no if no one if no one sees that in you, they're going to look you over. And as someone who's been looked over several times, it's, I guess, why I immediately push for being, like, a person who's, like, in the room. Um, but I think that's, um, what was I saying before that? You were saying that I am Beautiful. so pretty, yeah, so gorgeous. <laughs> uh, I am. I know y'all can't see it, but she's giving out me small. You give me Latina. I'm just gonna say. Oh you gosh. <laughs> so if Naomi's uh, Latina, because <laughs> you're giving Serena Cha Cha. <laughs> oh my god! I think I just give me, but uh, thank you. No, but yeah, we all. I think I. I think I also think that I'm gonna like say something that's gonna trigger someone or like. And I think it's so funny that you say this because I feel like that's my experience. Like I feel like I feel like I'm gonna think that people are not gonna like me. Um, but I think that's just a human experience that we all, it's a human inner saboteur that, oh, everyone's going to hate you. And that's what RuPaul talks about. But we have to push past that narrative because ultimately, if everyone really hated you, you wouldn't have no friends. You really wouldn't And have... I don't. That's <laughs> <laughs> no. kidding. Um, She's the most popular girl in school. Uh, but no, if, if that was the case, you wouldn't be like where you're at and i think like i said we as people who we put our opinions out there on the platform we put uh posts we we are for the internet right now and as people that do that we constantly get like no no respect no respect no we we don't get negativity i will say as people as 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 two people of color um, that are queer and in DC and talking shit and we are very verbal. We don't get as much hate as I always thought. And I think that's partly why, partly the like the narrative that we need to keep pushing is like, you know, we don't see it. So if we ain't seeing it, it doesn't exist. Um, but wow, this was a good episode on anxiety management, especially on this world that we're living in, right, Nunu? How do you manage your anxiety? You recognize that... Not the beehive. Not the beehive. Not- uh- not the Amy Smalls. Not the Amy Smalls. <laughs> not the Amy Whitehouse. <laughs> um, not the Georges in the challenge. Honey. Oh, gross. This is Georges. This is giving the Ronettes, honey. <laughs> um, so How do you get over anxiety? How do you get over anxiety, y'all? First of all, you recognize that you have it. You recognize that other people have it, too. And the easiest thing is for us to get in our head and realize that we, we feel like we're the only ones, but no, it's everyone in the room. Um, so 
being open with it is just like even fine. Like, you know, what if someone came up to you be like, oh my God, I'm just like so anxious. So weird talking to people. People would be like, oh no, yeah, me too. And that was even a conversation. You don't have to hide it. You can also acknowledge it and move on because you're not the only one feeling it. So that's how you get over it. Um, that's the easy step. Do that and you won't have anxiety for the rest of your life. Foolproof guarantee. <laughs> uh, the, new, the new new staple, honey. Oh gosh, but no, seriously, love yourself. Take a bath too. I take a bath. Yeah, treat yourself. People really are anti-treating themselves nice. I can see, I will hear people say the worst things about themselves. And I have to sit there. And that's a good question. Do when you hear someone like giving themselves negative self I do not engage or I tell them the opposite. That's why you 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 don't engage with that. You have to disengage and be like, that's not what I see. And then like keep it moving, but you don't want to tell them like outright, like because some people take that personally too. Like if, if you tell them that no, you're not, that sometimes they're like no, like stop telling me that because that's also like a vulnerability, right? That they're starting to feel. So you always want to like tread lightly, but always just disengage and give just some small positive reinforcement because people need to hear that. Also, give more compliments. I give compliments all the time. And I always say this, especially as an educator, I compliment my kids all the time on their nails, looks, shoes, hair, hips, style, something quick and easy. Um, And they always feel better because everyone likes to compliment her today, right? Everyone likes to feel good. I used to, this is going to sound so vain. I used to get complimented every day in college. And that I I count it. That's why I know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I remember top of the pyramid. <laughs> yeah, I remember it went, you know, almost like it doesn't sound ridiculous, but almost went like up over a year because uh and I remember the first time I wasn't getting complimented all the time. I was like, this is so weird. I'm used to just being like told that I'm something. Um, so I want everyone to feel like me, you know. <laughs> so compliment people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I 100% believe in compliments. I saw a girl today just strutting her stuff, and I was like, you did not have to try this hard to look this good and, like, just don't really straight yourself down the street like that. But she was working it, and I was like, you better work, mama. And it's just like, they don't even notice it, and they're like, oh, my God, stop. And it's just funny to see what people's face light up when you compliment them. Um, and if someone reacts negatively to you complimenting them, I've never unless, had that happen. Unless you really um, are, are, I don't know what your definition of complimenting is, but usually <laughs> people are you never know. People really will be like, oh, because you know, you know, there's always that one, per- that one gay that always over compliments and is just like doing too much. It's me. You've never given me a compliment in your life. I wouldn't compliment someone like you. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's honestly, and you're thinking it's so crazy. It's honestly like a Leo thing. I purposely don't compliment Leos. Um, I don't want to add to the ego. I don't feel like it's helpful for them. Um, and I just made that decision in college, like long ago. I was like, I can't really give into this this ego here. Um, Sagittarius is also on that list, so it's like a it's like a fine line. <laughs> um, I I'll never. I think the reason why I just still perceive you as a this like mean girls because I'll never forget the look you gave me when I first met you. And it was just I don't remember you. (laughs) (laughs) It was that look. It was like I'm gonna make him feel like I don't even care about him. Oh my gosh, that is not what I think. I think about why they're here and let's not talk to them. (laughs) (laughs) 
but make him feel like welcome and stuff because I'm a nice bitch. <laughs> so be a fake bitch. <laughs> um, so, wow, what a great episode on human dynamics, being fake, and Russia, and Tajikal, all in one episode. I want you to be like, honestly, the title on the episode is, wait, Tudrick Hall was canceled before Russia attacked Ukraine, but don't worry about that because this is about social anxiety. No, yeah, I love these like Fallout Boy paying disco titles, these paragraphs. Um, and besides that, I'm going to be playing Grand Theft Auto, so go follow Wait Don't Do It podcast on IG. We're almost at 4,000, so thank y'all everyone for following us on there. And then on TikTok, Wait Don't Do It podcast, we just hit a million likes on fucking TikTok. So that was just very nice to see today. Thank you guys so much for com- uh, coming. Congratulations. We are number one. And really, like, taking part in the community, answering my answering my replies, liking my replies, all that shit. Like, y'all really be uh, interacting, and that's great. <laughs> yeah, because, first of all, you, you never know. People think that, you know, if I reply, I care about that conversation. I, I do too, and that's why I always comment and reply as well um, on my own post. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to see the dame of DC as she calls herself, uh, you can follow at Nudie Paris on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, come hang out, come chat, um, slide in my DMs. I just like chit chat, conversation, and getting paid. Um, and with that note, be safe. Continue to watch your distance. Wear your mask and wash your hands, okay, people? And I don't care who's performing at pictures. I'm not going to go watch them. <laughs> <All right. laughs>